This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my recuperating co-host, Brie Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? You have that nice little like rasp in your voice. The, Do I? Do I have that sexy yeah. smoker voice? The, whole, the like, sexy hey, smoker voice. How are you? Hey. Voice brought to you by COVID. I know, man. I lost my Matrix COVID dodging card. Like I had I been know. dodging this sucker for two years, and it hit me hard. It's like you wanted the CDC to come to your house and be one of those people who they investigate. So why have you not gotten COVID yet? But I, I know. I thought it was special. Apparently, I'm not. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood for. I'm like, I feel mine is just around the corner because everybody I know is getting it. Like you got it. My father-in-law got it. Like, oh my goodness, it's just going everywhere right now. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And in one fell swoop, it took out our summer vacation plans, oh. uh, my week with my kids, and our whole household. Like, it was just crazy. Yeah, stupid COVID. Yeah, stupid but, COVID. But you did some awesome things while I was sick with COVID. Well, I, it's funny because my interview today with Jennifer is, doesn't have you because the morning we did the interview, you're like, I can't talk. It hurts. <laughs> like, that and I had a, that and my temperature was like 103. I was a little delusional that day. Not the yeah. Best. It wasn't a good interview day, but Jennifer Ross camp, she is now a two-timer guest on the No Guilt Mom podcast. She's one of my very good friends in the online business world. And uh, she's the mom of nine kids. So she has great decluttering tips to share because if it works with nine kids, I figure we could definitely make it work with our two or three. Exactly. Exactly. So enjoy our interview with Jennifer Ross camp. This episode of the No Get Mom podcast is brought to you by... 
our masterclass five mistakes that are keeping your family from helping out if you have not gotten a chance to take this yet go on over you could pick a time that works for you it is a way that you can improve your relationship with your kids and get them to help out more without the pushback i lay it all out for you go on over to noguiltmom.com forward slash registration dash the number five dash mistakes and sign up for a time that works for you. And we also have a link for you in the show notes. Now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. So, hey, Jennifer, welcome back to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. You are officially a (laughs) two-timer. Hey, thank you. That's exciting, right? It's exciting. Yeah. We, I like, I always tell Brie, we got to change that name. And then we're like, no, we're not going to change it. It's going to stay the same. I don't have a problem with it. So it's fine by me. Yeah. First of all, you have a very large family. Tell, tell our listeners about your family. I do. So I am a mom of nine um, and I homeschool my kids. Um, as well. And I'm actually getting ready to put on another hat. I, my oldest daughter got married last year and I'm going to be a GG is what I, <laughs> what my official title is going to be because my youngest is only four. And I'm like, Oh, I just don't know that I can wear the grandma tag. I just mm-hmm. don't know. So and I love thinking about being a GG and all things GG. So that's happening in my life in the next couple of probably six weeks or so. So that's going to be a very whole soon. Other dynamic. It is very soon. And it's, it feels kind of surreal, but everybody tells me it's awesome. And everybody tells me I'll figure it out when I get there. So I'm like, okay, great. I can do that. I'm winging yeah. it. You're winging it. It's going to be great. I cannot wait to hear like all the stories of you being a Gigi. I think they're going to be fantastic because yeah. something I know about you, you have the best stories and things that like always happen to you. And I mean, when you have so much going on in your life, I think you do have a lot to draw from, but just your storytelling ability makes me laugh all the time. I always say life is never boring. I just said that yesterday. I don't remember what we said that about, but something, there was a catastrophe just last night. And it was, we were with someone else and I just can't even remember, but I says, well, I always say life is never boring. And she's like, well, that is true. That is true. Uh, But like something I've always wondered though, about how you, I mean, I, I really hesitate using the word, how you keep it all together, because I know you, and it's not about really keeping it all together. It's kind of more of like the managing catastrophes that I've seen you do. Like they always come up. So what advice would you give people with kind of being hard on themselves about all of these catastrophes? Like, especially from you where you have all of these catastrophes to choose from all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is actually kind of what has become my renewed passion and what I'm actually passionate about um, in terms of like kind of what my mission is in this online space and in, in this world in general. And that is 
I think the hardest thing for women and moms is number one, it's, it's assuming that perfection is attainable and it doesn't help with all of the pretty Instagram and all of that stuff. And so really what my, my mission is, it's to help, um, show women and moms that that perfection isn't achievable. It isn't, it isn't even something that you want to try to attain. And if you think anybody has it all together, like they're lying to you, right? Like, um, it's a matter of understanding. They're totally lying. <laughs> yeah, let's just be honest. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's where most women set themselves up though. And, you know, they feel like, oh, this shouldn't be happening to me. Or they feel like everybody else has it all together. Or they feel like, what am I missing? Or what am I doing wrong? And we need to just be done with all of that. And we need to understand that we're all here and we're going to find our own path and we can learn from each other and we can come together and we can support each other and all of that. But we all are going to be finding our own way. And that is exactly what we should be doing. And, um, it's about managing the fires, right? You're never going to be able to put them all out. It's just a matter of how well you manage them. And, you know, and then you just, you know, that you've done the best you can with what you had to work with at the time. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with women in their homes as well, because I've heard from many people that they're afraid to invite people over to their houses because of the mess like around. And honestly, like sometimes I'm afraid to invite people over to my house because my, my two kids leave socks everywhere. Jennifer, they leave socks everywhere. Like, I don't know what the issue is. I thought there's a sock under my couch right now in my office and I don't know how it got there. So yeah. I, I, I wish that I could help you with that one. I know. <laughs> oh, cause the sock monster is in my house as well. Can you imagine how many feet we have in our, like, imagine the socks. I may have threatened more than once to pack up and we live in Michigan, right? I may have threatened more than once to pack up all socks and no one who lives in this house will ever have socks again. Oh my gosh. I've done that. But I've gotten to that point. I've also gotten to the point where I've thrown probably a hundred socks away. Pairs, not pairs, whatever. I had had enough of trying to pair the socks and mostly my kids don't care if they wear them mismatched. I don't care if they wear them mismatched, but we just had so many of those where I'm like, these just need to go away. There's just too many. We need to start with a, we need to have a smaller pool that we're working with. My son has actually made it part of his style to wear mismatched socks because I have him do his own laundry and he does not want to match the socks. And yep. he's like, it's okay. I'll just wear two different ones. And I'm like, yep. well, if you're okay, I'm okay. Yep. Just like with laundry too. I went through a phase where, um, I didn't require my kids to fold their laundry. You don't have to fold it. Just put it away. Just put it away. I don't care if it's folded. And you know what? About a week later, they all started kind of folding their laundry simply because, I told them you don't have to, it's up to you. It doesn't matter to me. I think you'll look nicer and we should be folding our laundry. And that's, you know, kind of how you, how we can look the most presentable, but if you don't want to, that's fine. I just need it out of the living room and out of my living spaces and out of my site. And I need it in the right place in your room beyond that. I do not care. Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing to bring up. And it's great that you're, you're so honest about that too, because a lot of us see these images of like the perfect houses and all the laundry put away and all the rooms neat when really they don't see the other side of the camera where everything's stuffed into the corner to get that perfect Instagram picture. And that's something you've really been trying to fight against this Instagram perfection. Yeah. Though I also think you really have some good skills good skills that you're teaching about organization and decluttering. And I really want to pick your brain about those and get into them. Yeah. What do you say to people? Like they have their houses a mess. There's junk piled up everywhere. There's like boxes in their hallways. Where do you start? Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. 
Hey guys, Brie here, and let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick Trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. You have probably heard me talk about my dog, Addie, before. And when we first got her, we didn't know that she was a counter surfer. Now, counter surfing animals are the ones who jump on counters, especially kitchen counters, when you're not looking and take stuff off of them. Well, in this instance, Addie had jumped onto the kitchen counter and eaten an entire bottle of my other dog's pain medication. You can imagine the freak out that ensued from me. So imagine this. You're at the vet's office again, knowing that vet care costs continue to rise. You're anxiously waiting to hear how expensive the bill will be. But if you had pet insurance, your pet could be covered for accidents or illnesses. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care that they may need. They allow you to customize the plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Well, I think the best thing to do is to choose to start with something that is going to accomplish something, give you a sense of relief, give you some breathing room, give you that sense of that sense of pride and, and relief, you know, about the hallway maybe being cluttered or whatever it might be. But also you need to start small enough that you experience a quick win relatively early. Because the thing about clutter is a lot of times they're big, time involved, 
you know, processes. And most of us are too busy to have all of that time involved and, and we know it. And really we get those projects done by just one little block of time at a time. But when you are feeling overcome or overrun by clutter to think about taking on a big, a big time consuming project like that is usually just going to feel so, you know, weighted down on our shoulders that it's hard to move forward. And so that's where I think it becomes really helpful to say, choose, make a good choice, but make a choice with something you can make a significant impact in, in a week or less so that you visually see, you know, you see what you've done and you say, and you step back and you, and it makes you smile and you say, I did that, right? And that makes you actually a little bit excited to do a little more and keep that momentum going. And um, when you feel stuck, it's all about getting that quick win because it's hard to recognize if it's not a quick win. It's hard mm-hmm. to see progress if it's if it's overshadowed by everything there is to do still. I love the idea of a quick win. When you say a week though, I, I would feel for me, like I need a little more instant gratification than the week. Like I would need... 20 minutes. I need like something that I can see else. Well, I get overwhelmed as well. Yeah, yeah. I would say in that type of situation, what I love to do is um, my kids have their own laundry room and I love to on Wednesdays, they're all out of the house. We homeschool, but on Wednesdays, they've got classes all day that they do outside of the house. And so my kids laundry room, they do their best with it. They get their laundry done, but they're not great at keeping it you know, a lot of times there's various stages of clean and dirty laundry in there. Right. And it's upstairs and I don't go up there very often, but I do like to go up there on Wednesdays when everybody is gone. And I set my timer for 10 minutes and I do it twice. And I just step into that laundry room and I just, I don't, I just go and start. And it is amazing how much of a difference you can make in 20 minutes. It doesn't sound like a lot of time, but it is a lot of time. If you just go in there determined and just start working. Oh yeah, that timer thing is a great thing to use with kids too. And I, especially when you as an adult and your kids have a really short attention span because it's so much easier just to look at the timer and be like, okay, like this task is very overwhelming, but I only have to spend 10 minutes on it. (laughs) My sister came over and my son was like resisting doing the dishes. And she's like, come on, we're just gonna go over here. We're gonna set this timer and we're gonna load the dishwasher and I'll load it with you. And I was so surprised to learn that she living like a hundred and some miles away from me used the same strategy I did without us even talking about it, but managing the, the short attention spans, which I think all everyone in my family has. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's, it's that, and also it helps eliminate your likelihood of becoming distracted or Mm -hmm. becoming bored or becoming, I just don't feel like doing this anymore. Right. It's like, it's a doable amount of time where we can we can stay the course very, you know, it's not that much time. It's not a big commitment. It's not a big ask. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely not a big ask at all. Uh, what is the second thing that you recommend after having that quick win? So once you have the quick win, what I think is important after that is to, again, choose from there. You need to choose something that is going to allow you to, um, experience something that you you pick and choose your battles, right? You pick and choose something that is ideally in a, in a main living space. So that, because those are t- tend to be the places, the places we see all the time, like mm-hmm. in your kitchen, in your living room, uh, that's what we call them here. I don't know if that's like your sitting room, right? Like where yeah. the TV is and where we you have a living room, it. family room that here. Oh, all right. So yeah. So you would choose a room like that where you would 
Um, it's a space that you see a lot and you just, again, choose your space wisely and you go in there and you don't think a lot of times with clutter, we, we tend to want to think, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what does it make sense to do first? And after I do that, does it make sense to do this? And what am I going to do with all of the clutter? And we sit and we think, and we try to find the perfect strategy and the perfect formula. And we think, and we think, and we think, and before, before we know it, we've thought so much that now we don't want to have anything to do with it. So when you choose an area that you're going to do, in a, what I suggest is a main living area that you just don't think just like I talked about with the laundry room. I don't think I go in there. I set my timer and I just start working. I could think about, should I separate the boys clothes and the girls clothes? Should I worry about this pile over here? Or should I worry about that pile? I don't do that. I literally walk into the room and pick up what's at my feet and I go from there. Yeah. I think these both tie back into this idea of perfection. And I think that's what trips a lot of us up. Like we feel like we need to be perfect. If we need to do something, it needs to be the most perfect thing we have done. So we try and think of a plan instead of going for it. And I think of Top Gun. Have you seen Top Gun Maverick yet? I actually did. You I'm did? a child in the 80s, of course. I was oh, yeah. ready to go opening weekend. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. I loved it. And one of the things that uh, Maverick told his students was, you know, you don't think in there. You go uh -huh. in, you maneuver your plane, and you don't think. So we could take Top Gun lessons and apply them to decluttering. <laughs> exactly. I mean, can't Top Gun lessons apply to so many things in life? <laughs> I feel the need, the need for speed. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it really, That's exactly it. it. It all goes back to that. It's really perfection. And maybe do you think, I mean, this could just be me like philosophizing or whatever, but a lot of the clutter in our house could exist because we have this idea that we have the perfect use for an object down the road. And that's why we cannot decide where to put it right then and why everything accumulates and is out in our living areas. Yeah. Yeah. I call that perceived value, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, this might have value someday. And the last thing I want to do is have to go out and buy it again or say, oh shoot, that's right. I got rid of that. But I can tell you, I mean, doing, I mean, I do massive declutterings. I have to with this many people living in the same space. And I don't know of a time where I have done a massive decluttering and come across a time where I said, oh shoot, I wish I would have had that, right? Yeah. Um, we can make that case about anything. And, and then, yeah, you can get into the psychology of it all. Am I making that case because really I don't want to get rid of it? Is it because I'm maybe emotionally tied to it or there's memories there, you know? So am I, am I telling myself I'll use this again, just because I really want to hang on to it, you know? So, so it's hard, you know, it's, we, our brain can do funny things with us and it can convince us of a lot of things that maybe aren't actually true. Well, like going deeper into the psychology end of things, I think like the perfection thing has one thing to do about it, but I also think it's our money blocks and our money difficulties because we cannot get rid of things that we have like spent money on yeah. because we fear will be wasteful. Yeah. Like yeah. I find that comes to me all the time. I see it with friends who like try to get rid of like all of the stuff that they're accumulating because they don't want it to go to quote unquote waste. Yeah. One of the key things to keep in mind when you start having that dialogue with yourself is by you hanging, like that money is spent, right? Like by you hanging on to that object, let's say you spent 50 bucks on it. 
by you hanging on to that object, you're not getting that $50 back, right? Mm -mm. Um, and, and then you try to think about everything else that that $50 item is costing you, right? We don't think about that sort of thing. We don't think about the fact that it's taking up space on the shelf or it's taking up space in the cupboard, space that we could be using for something else or maybe not use at all, but maybe it would give us a little bit more room inside that cupboard so that we're not always so aggravated when we go in there and we're looking for something because everything is overstuffed, right? Mm -hmm. And so then it's costing us time because you're having to un unpack the cupboard before you can find what you're looking for. So that $50 item now becomes kind of expensive, much more expensive than that $50 simply because you're hanging on to it. But that scarcity mentality, right? Especially if you've ever lived through a time of scarcity, which I, you know, Joanne, I have lived through that. So I mm -hmm. do understand this and have lived and battle with that scarcity mentality. So that is definitely something that is real. But also what I find helps me a lot with that is like I said, just to think about the fact that I'm not getting that money back by hanging on to it. And if it's not serving me anymore, it's likely even costing me something like time, aggravation, all of that. Well, how do you feel about selling the stuff that you have and like the amount of kind of like giving away the time it takes to post something on like Facebook and the mon actual monetary value that you get from it versus just say donating it? That's a great question. Um, I will say you brought up really good points and points that I think it depends on what phase of life you're in mm -hmm. um, and, and what your financial situation is. I will say that when we were in our tightest times, it was worth it to me to spend the time. I looked at that kind mm -hmm. of as my job, right? I'm, kind, I'm almost kind of like earning a wage um, for the time that I spend, um, but the money that I'm taking back in. And one mm -hmm. of my rules too, like during that time of life, especially was one of the things I love to do in my home is seasonally decorate. Like, you know, I love to have spring decorations and summer decorations and fall and all of that. But I only like the same things for once, you know, maybe two years. And after that, I'm bored with it. And I would like some new stuff. Well, during that time, we did not have any money for new stuff. And so my rule was, well, I can sell all the stuff that I have. And then I could use that money to buy all the, all the new stuff. And, it, and I did that it, that way for years. But now I'm to the point where because money isn't quite as tight as it was back then, now my time has become more valuable. So you almost kind of like have to weigh which is the bigger price tag. Is it the bigger price is the bigger price tag my time? And if that's the case, then you would, you know, probably go more the donation route or mm -hmm. is the money the bigger price tag right now? And then maybe you should do some of that a little bit more. But it is a huge time investment to do that sort of thing. And usually, you know, you're selling it for pennies on the dollar. So you really do need to calculate is it really worth it? And then also remembering how, when you donate it, how much you, you know, what is causing you this stress can actually be a blessing to someone else. And that can make it easier to let go of as well. I like that. I like that thought of thinking that this donation could really help somebody else. And even though like you're really stressed and you may feel wasteful giving it away or that you are like not making good enough use of your resources, just the thought of happiness in another person. That's a great thing. And weighing, like weighing your time versus money too, is an important question to ask. Yeah. 
Hey all, it is Joanne. And Brie here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Yeah. So we have the three thing. We have two of the three things that we got through already. Before going sidetracked into psychology, which I yeah. could spend all day in, um, because you said choose one thing as a quick win, and then don't think a la Maverick. Uh, yeah. What is the uh, third thing? The third to thing do? This is where we a, a lot of times miss the mark in a lot of things, and with a, anything, a, a lot of different things that you want to get done, and that is you actually have to plan time into your week or into your day. To, to work with this, whatever it is that you're determining you're going to do, whether it's 20 minutes or whatever it is, right? You actually need to say, all right, on Tuesday around two o'clock, that's when I'm going to shoot for that or Tuesday afternoon, right? Nothing is set in stone and there are a thousand things that can happen in a day. But still, if you want to take action on something, you have to actually plan it into your day or your week somewhere. Because if all we do is say, oh yeah, I'm going to do that this week, right? Like it just kind of lingers there. It lingers. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of stays. Um, And so if you really want to be able to take action, actually planning a time that you're actually going to be taking that action and figuring that out ahead of time, rather than saying, well, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out when it works there's a thousand other things you'd probably rather do. So mm-hmm. that will just kind of keep getting pushed out there. So yeah, um, I agree. Planning it, into your week, planning it into your day. Huge. 
And as someone who sees undesirable tasks on her calendar and is like, nope, don't feel like doing it right now, <laughs> I can yeah. say that having an additional incentive during that time really helps like a glass of wine if it's in the evening or going out and uh, getting a Starbucks caramel macchiato really works for yep. me as well. Yep. Do you use any rewards like that if you don't really want to oh, yeah. do something? Oh yeah, I call those a task loop. Is That's actually what I call those. Um, so it's taking something you don't like and looping it around with something that you do like. So sometimes it can be something that you're doing simultaneously. Like you're talking about drinking a glass of, if you're talking about drinking a glass of wine during, or maybe it's your reward after, but like a lot of times I like to like listen to a podcast or a book on audio, or even just some eighties music or something, um, <sighs> You know, it's, it's enough just to kind of keep me going forward and not really think about how much I don't like what I'm doing. Um, so I do that sort of thing all the time. And that can be, that can be huge. It's a way of kind of tricking yourself, you know, into getting it done because you're doing something that you enjoy at the same time. So it kind of, you know, the spoonful yeah. of sugar helps the medicine go down kind of thing. I like that you brought up the non-food rewards too, because my brain always goes to food rewards and I often forget that there are other things I could be doing. Like I love listening to audiobooks and podcasts as well. And that's a great way to spend the time. And also when, do you ever get this with your kids? If you're doing a task like decluttering, like they will not bother you. Like, so if you want to get through an audiobook, if you want to get through a podcast and you're like picking up the living room, your kids are like, mm, nope, I'm going to leave. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, they're scarce, right? They're scarce. Let's not go there. <laughs> it's like we're out. Um, how do you yeah. get your kids to help out with the decluttering? Um, well, I think it's really helpful. A few different things, right? Just like it's, we'll keep this in mind, just like we get easily overwhelmed with keeping up on our stuff, they get overwhelmed too. So a lot of times, um, sometimes if you walk into your kid's room or whatever, and it's just like this huge disaster, and they're just not taking care of it, it truly could be not that they're not, you know, it might not be that they're trying to just be defiant and not do it. They really might just kind of be stuck. Just like I mentioned that about the laundry room. When I go up there every Wednesday, you know, my kids are, my kids are busy, right? Our kids are busy. It's important to recognize that they've got school, they've got sports, they've got friends, they want to have some fun and they should be having some fun and all of that. And so I know that really my two kids who are primarily in charge of kind of keeping the laundry room filtering through, their personalities are such that they very easily get overwhelmed if the task is too large. And so when I go up there on a Wednesday, I'm not getting that whole laundry room done, but I'm getting it enough. I'm getting it done enough and to the point where my kids can then pick up the ball and continue running with it. So I think that's a really important thing to, to note, notice and to apply here is to kind of know the personality of your kids, if they, if they need to, if they easily get overwhelmed, you need to make sure that you are doing what you can to keep the job small and manageable so that it doesn't get to that point. Um, because if it gets to that point, it's really hard. Just like it can be really hard for us as adults to do that. Um, yeah. also, also another really important thing that I love to talk about with kids is how, just like you talked about your sister, a lot of times just starting that task along with our kids, you know, again, it just kind of gets the ball rolling. It, it gets them started. It shows them that, look, we're not going to die if we're doing this, right? <laughs> like it's the working beside them too, that they just yeah. like, they don't want to do it alone. Everybody needs that human connection and community. And sometimes just working beside them really helps them out. Mm -hmm. I and like you kids have a hard time self-motivating. They just do. That's a learned skill. So they're, you know, you're, you're teaching them that skill at the same time. 
Yeah. And adults have a hard time of self-motivating. Like, I don't want to go into a messy room. Like I'm like thinking, looking at it, being like, oh my gosh, where do I start here? And I think just finding that little one spot, setting that timer, seeing how much you can accomplish, it's gold. Yeah. And I think here's a, here's a quick win thing to think about too. Mm -hmm. You just said, if you walk into a room and you say, oh my gosh, where do I even start? That should be your cue. If you're thinking that stop, don't think that. Stop thinking. Stand down and do something seriously. And you'll realize, oh, I just started the task. Right. I kind of call that sneaking up on a task. See, I like that buckle in play danger zone and go for it. (laughs) I need to to start listening to the, maybe that needs to be what we all do. Right. When we all, when we all start decluttering, we need to put on the top gun music. Like maybe that's, maybe there's something here. (laughs) It's the connections. Yes, definitely. (laughs) What, what do you have coming up, Jennifer, that you're really excited about? Oh, I got so many things I'm excited about. We, um, in my community, I started doing something, um, this year called accomplished workshops and we do them every month. They're always the last Tuesday of the month. And, um, they're a quick win workshop, right? And what we do accomplish, um, structure in them. And so I teach them something and then we do it and we work right at the same time we work on that. And then by the time you're actually done, then you're actually a little bit accomplished with the task. That's awesome. I know you've done one of those for the no guilt mom audience too. You had a workshop and, yeah. uh, we, we love sharing it because you are the decluttering master with everything that you are juggling and, and you have, you have the experience. I always look to you for the experience. When I get overwhelmed, I'm like, what would Jennifer do? Ah. <laughs> Well, thank you again for coming on. It is always a joy and I'll talk to you later, of course. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. Bree, I missed you in this conversation. <laughs> Aww, it was such a good conversation too, because I need some serious decluttering help around here. I'm living under just a pile of everything. Yeah. Well, something like Jennifer always tries to tell people is that it doesn't have to look perfect. Her house doesn't look perfect. In fact, she strives to show like there's no such thing as Instagram perfection when you're living with kids. And I think that's good to know because we're all trying to compete. I think with that Instagram ideal, like it should be quote unquote, a certain way. And if it's not that way, we're unhappy because we think everybody else can do it, but it's a lie. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting. I was reading, uh, finding your unicorn space by Eve Rodsky. And there was a quote that stood out. Uh, she interviewed a doctor and she said, so many moms come to her trying to succeed in both their career and at home. And it's impossible to do both at top capacity at once. So they come to her and they're feeling like they're failing and they're less than in some way when it's really an impossible task that we put upon ourselves. Well, we hope you enjoyed our interview with Jennifer and remember the best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you and we will see you later. Thanks for stopping by. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. 
And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.